Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Drive 969-949, the High Desert Sports Station. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and it is night's time. Vegas Golden Knights, Game 2 against the Minnesota Wild. Tonight, 7 o'clock, T-Mobile. Game of the year. We've said this before. This could be game of the year as the Knights are down one game, losing in overtime to the Wild, one nothing on a great game by Marc-Andre Fleury, a turnover in overtime by Alex Petrangelo behind the net led to the score for the Minnesota Wild and costing the Knights that first game. So Minnesota has done what they, they you know, all teams plan to do when you play these games on the road. You want to get a split. Worst case scenario, you want to split. Best best case scenario is 2-0. 2-0, it's going to be tough. I'm sorry. It's going to be tough for the Knights. Uh, they just can't score in postseason play. Go back to last year in the bubble. Uh, had trouble scoring, and, you know, the number of hits, 70-some hits in the uh, game, and the Knights had less hits, way less hits than the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild is playing a really aggressive game with the Knights, uh, both teams during the game, would not anybody get through to the blue line. They would hold you up in the, in the neutral zone, uh, really put a lot of pressure on you, and... The Minnesota Wild, there's a picture in the RJ today, um, conveying on the goal with their players. It's it's ridiculous how many players they have in front of that goal protecting it. Um, and their speed, when they get out in the open, if the Knights don't ch- forecheck them and they get out in the open, they, they really pose a problem to the Knights. So... Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens tonight. As I said, this is game of the year at T-Mobile. So uh, we'll have over 8,000 fans in the stands. Uh, unfortunately, you'll hear uh, there's an interview with Pete DeBoer in their pre-skate pre today, pre-game skate today. 
And the first question is about all the marriage proposals that are being shown on the Jumbotron at T-Mobile. So here is Coach Pete DeBoer talking about game two with the Minnesota Wild, 7 o'clock puck drop, courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights. Morning, Pete. Got a two-parter for you. A serious and a lighthearted one, if you can handle it. Yeah. Um, lots been said about the 42 shots on goal um, in game one. Um, I was wondering um, if your plan of attack is to get closer shots, to get closer to the goal, get closer inside shots. And number two, what do you think about all these uh, marriage proposals going on in the arena uh, at the games? <laughs> well, the marriage proposal one I'll, I'll deal with first. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the baby boom after World War II. You know, I'm sure you're going to see a spike in, uh, in all that. We, everyone's been uh, locked up for a year and a half. So I, I think it's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact people are, are celebrating being out and in public and in, in uh, places like T-Mobile watching hockey is, uh, is great and great to see. Um, you know, on the shop thing, listen, there's a couple things here. Um, absolutely. We want to get more quality shots, but we still generated 40 plus shots and, and there was quality shots in that number. Um, you know, if we had generated 15, uh, I would be a lot more concerned right now about our ability to score. So, you know, we have to do a better job of, of generating some more quality looks and inside looks. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, we had opportunities to finish off a couple of the quality looks we had, and we wouldn't maybe be talking about this uh, right now. So, you know, th there's things to improve at, but uh, the sky isn't isn't falling for sure. Reminder for media, you can raise your hand below if there's any questions for Pete. We'll pause a moment for a few more to come through. Next, we'll go to Elias. Larady with Vavil USA. Hi, Elias. Hey, Coach. Um, just want to get your status for Max Petretti for tonight. Uh, game time decision. Next, we'll go to Noah Strang with Vegas Sports today. Yep. Noah? Is it Noah? Yeah. Noah, go ahead. You there, Noah? There you go. No, no. Lost him. <clears throat> what positives can you take from the first period of game one to carry into the game tonight? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, I, I think uh, we played fast in the first period. And then as the game went on, we we slowed down a little bit. You know, they, they played a part in that and how they defended a little bit. But, uh, you know, we, we've got to use our speed and play fast. And I thought we did that early in the game. And, and as the game went on, we, we, we got out of that game a little bit. Let's go to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete. You mentioned yesterday how much depth this team has, you know, one through four on the forward lines and one through three in the D pairs. I guess when you have last change, how much do you weigh? Uh, the matchups versus, I guess, just kind of rolling your four lines? Well, we're, we play best when we're in a four-line rhythm. Um, you know, at the same time, you you have to be aware of of certain players on their team when they're on the ice. And so, uh, you know, I've never believed in chasing matchups. 
for me, this is about us and, and wearing the other team down with a four-line game that, that attacks and waves. So that's always a priority is to, to set the table with, with what we're doing. We'll take two more questions for Pete this morning. Next, we'll go to Stormy Bontoni, Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, Stormy. I know that there's always an emphasis for your group on being able to get out the gates, having a hot start, but is a night like tonight any more important just to set the tone fast early? For sure. You know, and I, and I thought uh, we had, we had those intentions in game one, just didn't finish off one of the chances we had in the first period or, you know, that, that can change the game, especially against a, a defensively structured team like, uh, like Minnesota, you, you can't play, the same way behind as you do uh, when you're out in front uh, defensively. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be a key, I think, in this whole series. Final question for Pete comes from Jesse Granger, the athletic. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Pete. To, to kind of go along with what Stormy asked, you, it's, it's obviously easier to open up the game if you can get a lead, but do you think there are things you can do to open up the game before you get a lead? Uh, well, for sure. For, for sure, uh, absolutely how we play. And, and like I said, I thought uh, I thought last game we played fast in the first period and, and then, uh, you know, we allowed them to slow us down in the second and third and, and, and uh, get into more of that uh, type of game. So, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's trying to play our game for longer periods. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Hey, Jonathan, just what are the keys in game two to Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back. And you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on Drive 969949. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And the latest in the saga of Oakland A's. So Ron Kantowski, good friend of the program, good friend of mine, known Ron for a number of years. Uh, article in the Review Journal. So Oakland A's officials plan to tour Las Vegas next week. So uh, Oakland A officials will visit Southern Nevada next week to explore moving the Major League Baseball Club to Vegas. A group headed by presidents and co-owner Dave Caval will meet with area government officials over several days. Sources confirmed. This is going to be interesting. We're going to have... Uh, Mayor Goodman, right in the mix on this for sure. She's going to try to push the Cashman site. Um, and then you're going to have the county people make, talking with them. And then you're also going to have Henderson, Deborah March, who 
you know, will do a lot for the city of Henderson. I mean, look at the Raiders facility. Now you've got the A's facilities out there. You've got the uh, skating rink for the city of Henderson that the Knights will, uh, AHL team, the Silver Knights will practice in. And then you've got the new arena going in and out in Henderson. Um, so going to be a lot of people pushing for the A's to come to Las Vegas slash Henderson. Um, Vegas is one of six cities that have been mentioned as possible suitors uh, for the A's who have failed to make satisfactory progress in getting a new park built in Oakland. There are somewhere near 13 sites in Oakland that they've been looking at. Um, but the county commission there is not getting it done for them. They should, they should remember what happened to the Raiders. Um, so major league baseball issued a statement last week saying the Oakland Coliseum was no longer a viable option regarding the A's future. Now, if you remember when the NBA all-star game was here in Vegas at the Thomas and Mac, David Stern, who was the commissioner at that time said, the NBA All-Star game will not come back to Vegas if Thomas and Mac is a facility. It does not meet the minimum standards. Well, that was one of the onuses for MGM when they built T-Mobile. T-Mobile has been built not only for hockey, but for professional basketball. Those are the two major tenants that the facility was built for. Um, now, it has hosted NCAA events, basketball events, uh, among with some other events. So uh, I think with Major League Baseball saying um, that Oakland Coliseum was no longer viable, it's opening up the market to who knows what. Now, if you've been in town as long as I've been, I've been in town since 81. There have been numerous, numerous people that have said they're going to come in and build stadiums. Um so when the Raiders came here to 65,000 seat Allegiant Stadium, uh, cost is two billion with 750 coming by Clark County room tax. I got news for you folks. There's not going to be any public money for this facility. Um, number of people have said that they want to build something out at Henderson that has all fallen through near the M. We're looking at a sugar daddy that's got to have at least at least a billion dollars for a retractable dome stadium. I don't know if you can get one for a billion dollars anymore. Um, as I said, Deborah March will give them the land. She'll give them the land for a great deal. It's going to be the cost of actually building the ballpark. And will someone come up with that kind of cash without any public support? Um, so they're talking about Henderson. There's been a rumor about Summerlin trying to convert uh, the ballpark at Summerlin into a major league facility. I think that that's just not going to happen. Um, that's where the AAA Farm Club is located, the Aviators. Um, Henderson has also flirted with Major League Baseball in 2018. The city made a plan to to lure the Arizona Diamondbacks to the West Henderson in a proposed 1036000 fan capacity retractable roof stadium. The deal would have been for a 30-year term with the stadium be publicly owned, exempt from property tax. Again, I just don't know who's going to come up with this money um, unless 
Henderson can come up with some kind of tax. They're being taxed already to build the facilities for the uh, Silver Knights out in Henderson. And there have been a lot of protests about that, how that got pushed through the the Henderson uh, Council without any vote from the public. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that venue. And as I said, there have been numerous, numerous uh, proposals for people to come to town to build stadiums. At one point, there was, and this was interesting, three stadiums are going to be down, built down at Symphony Park. One for Major League Baseball, one for basketball, and one for football. And at that time, it was a billion-dollar proposal for three stadiums. You can't get one for a billion currently right now. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens. Um, so in November, the uh, Bay Area uh, had announced that they found a waterfront location for a new bar, ballpark that would cost more than $1 billion with views of San Francisco, the Bay Bridge, and the Port of Oakland. Um, so again, will there be Major League Baseball in Las Vegas? Have heard it many times. Uh, another site is the Rio. The Rio was mentioned uh, a couple years ago about building a major league ballpark on the Rio site when the Rio was kind of struggling. Now that has been bought by an investment group uh, to kind of turn that around. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Oakland A's as they will be coming to town um, next week. And I'm going to tell you what, Carolyn's, Carolyn Goodman is going to want them to go to Cashman, build a stadium down at Cashman. Um, she's really trying to get something done for the city of Las Vegas. So don't put it past Carolyn Goodman to come up with a plan in addition to uh, the mayor of Henderson, Deborah March, and also the Clark County commissioners and potentially Summerlin. Summerlin's got a lot of land. They've got some money. Uh, would they be willing to build a billion-dollar retractable dome stadium for the Las Vegas A's, as they would be called, potentially? You're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. 96.9, 94.9. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. 
And the Las Vegas Aces, our WNBA team, playing tonight against the Seattle Storm up in Seattle. Um, they are playing at the Angel of the Winds Arena. 7 o'clock tip-off. Uh, they lost their first match by 14. And Bill Lambert kind of summed it up in in the post-game press conference saying they played hard, but they didn't play smart. So uh, one of the interesting things is, and Sam Gordon has a column today on Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum, who led the NCAA when she was in college at Washington in three-point scoring, uh, well, is coming off the bench. Bill Lambert wants to have her come off the bench and kind of, and I've done this with some players that I had when I was coaching, um, kind of get them not worked up as a starter. Uh, so Plum will play in this game, and then she is going to go to the USA Basketball Olympic Qualifying Tournament in Graza, Austria. The tournament runs through May 26th through May 30th, meaning Plum potentially will miss as many as six games, which will put Coach Bill Lambert's squad down to 10 as they are carrying Angel McCautry, who is out with an ACL injury, um, on the roster. And he usually carries only 11 of the 12 that he's allowed. Um, so it's going to be interesting for um, the Aces on how they handle having 10 players available. And they've got to play a lot better. I mean, uh, defense was lacking. Seattle ended up shooting 50% for the game from the field. They shot 44% from three, had a ton of layups. Uh, first quarter was kind of even. Second quarter, the Storm took a little bit of an advantage. Third quarter, they had another advantage. And in the fourth quarter, when the game was out of reach, the Knights, or not the Knights, the Aces, sorry, uh, outscored them by one. Um, so, again, Las Vegas Aces. Bill Lambert says it's going to take six to eight games to get their chemistry together. Chelsea Gray, a free agent pickup from the L.A. Sparks, has only been in training, was only in training camp for four practices. So she's got a little bit of more time right now. Um, the Stormers, the reigning WNBA champs. Um, the MVP is Brianna Stewart who is a mismatch for any team that plays in a WNBA. Six foot four, seven foot wingspan was blocking shots, shooting three. Um, she had 28 points, 13 rebounds on Saturday. And teammate Ju Lloyd added 22. And then Sue Bird, who is in her 18th season of playing in the WNBA, um, had 11 points, eight assists. So the Storm really has a lot of team chemistry, uh, which is lacking with the Aces currently. Not saying that they won't develop that, but it is only the second game of the season. So we will see how our Las Vegas Aces perform tonight and um, along with the Vegas Golden Knights playing tonight. So you're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. We'll be back right after this short break. Coach's Corner continues. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9, 94.9. And the hiring of George Kolovoff 
K-L-I-A-V-K-O-F. And George was the president of sports and entertainment at MGM Resorts um, International. So uh, this is from ESPN, a Cal Bonagura and Heather Dinich. Um, when the word began circulating Thursday that the Pac-12 was set to hire George Kalavikov and his new commissioner, Stanford football coach, reacted the same way as much of the college sports world did. I've never heard the name before. That's not a negative thing. I did the old social media Google stocking just to see who we're dealing with. So one of the things that George is going to bring to the Pac-12, first of all, he's out of the box. He's not a good old boy hired by some search firm that's made up of retired ADs and they take care of each other. You know, they're buddies in, in you owe me this, you owe me that. Um, he's got extensive, extensive experience. He was the chief digital officer at NBC Universal. Um, he became the interim CEO of Hulu in the streaming giants early stages. He has a history in women's sports, having a board of directors of the WNBA and managed the league's Las Vegas Aces. He was the executive vice president of major of business for Major League Baseball Advanced Media. So one of the things the Pac-12 has struggled with over the last years, their television contract has been the worst of the Power 5 schools. They need somebody like George that can come in and get this thing rolling. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how he tries to catch up. And I'll tell you, here's the example of it. 2018-19 academic year, the SEC was $45 million per school. The Big Ten was $55 million per school for their television deal. Um, the Pac-12 was 32. So you're behind. And when you're behind, you're really behind. Not like Mountain West behind. That's like, you can't even talk about that. Um, but when you're that far behind in the power fives, you've got to make up a lot of money to make it happen for your people to be successful, to be able to compete against the SEC, Big 10, Big 12. Uh, so, as I said, this hire is out of the box. Um, not a typical somebody that's been a AD somewhere, someone that has coaching experience. He's going to need to have some good associate commissioners that will help him deal with uh, the, the schools in the conference. And now there is talk about uh, maybe expanding the Pac-12 which is the hope of UNLV once they can get their two major programs, football and basketball, on track. There is no reason that they shouldn't be able to with Allegiant Stadium for football and with Thomas and Mack for basketball. All their other sports are fine. They do have the Tier 1 Carnegie academic requirement that most Pac or Power 5 schools want. Um, that's always been a holdback for getting into some Power 5 conferences is that UNLV is not a Tier 1 Carnegie Research Institution. They have that now. All they need to do now is maintain it, which is not easy, but UNLV will do it. We've had many UNLV uh, staff and professors on, and they have some extraordinary 
people over there uh, that we need to get the word out on. And we've been trying to do that for the last two years. So uh, Pac-12, great hire in my opinion. We'll see if I'm right or I'm wrong. You're listening to Coach's Corner on the highway radio station. Brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we've got a great guest here, Christian Adderson of Mesquite Gaming. And he's got an event, and I'm going to tell you what, 13th Annual Mesquite Motor Mania. Christian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me on. So Motor Mania, this is the 13th year. Uh, You're up to over 900 vehicles this year? Yeah, over 13 years, we've we've built this event up, and, and typically it's in January, but with COVID, we, we have moved it to May so that we can uh, get the event off, and we're really looking forward to it. We're, we're anticipating around 900 cars at this event, and it's going to be Friday, May 21st through Sunday, May 23rd, and if you're a car fan, you're going to see every car underneath the sun, <laughs> up here from your classics to your rat rods, your muscle cars. Any If you're a fan of any type of car, you're going to see it in Mesquite Motor Mania. Yeah, so, I mean, when you started out with this 13 years ago, this started out as, as kind of a, a small one, correct? Yeah, you know, we, we have a great partner in Las Vegas Cruising Association. They've been a, a car show staple in Las Vegas for, for decades now, and, and we're lucky to partner with them. And, yeah, we started off with about three, 400 cars the first year, and it just shows the hospitality that, you know, not only we have in the ski, but the Casablanca Resort and all the resorts in town, uh, you know, we treat these these folks that come out and support uh, this great town with their great cars, and it's just a fun weekend for people to get out and uh, enjoy some time. Now, we're with 900 cars. Where are you going to stage all these cars? Yeah, so th- this 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 event is a is you know a mesquite staple, obviously, and it takes over the whole town. So no matter what what property you go to in mesquite, we're going to have show and shine lots at, at each and every resort, so people can cruise around town. They're going to see cars cruising the town, but also in those parking lots, they can stop in there and uh, check out their favorite cars. And, and here's the best thing. It's free to the public to attend. Yes. And they can also vote on their favorite car while they're walking around. Yeah, because you've got you've got some prizes that you're giving away, correct? Yeah, we have $15,000 in, in cash and drawing prizes during the event. The Best in Show car gets $3,000 cash for winning Best in Show. But there's a ton of other awards that go out. We give out uh, 150 just for the top 150 cars in the show itself, and then we get in those great cash prizes as well. So when you come out, you can see your favorite car, but like I said, you can be interactive, and it's free to cast your vote for your favorite car and see if it wins that best in show. Now, with, with the COVID protocols in place, what are some of the safety uh, regulations that you have to follow? with this uh, Absolutely, event. Yeah, we, we, we submitted our safety plan uh, to the state of Nevada and the state of Nevada approved everything. Um, we will be having a mass mandate at the outdoor event. We've done ingress and egress down the aisles of where the cars are going to be shown. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of things in place. We have plenty of hand sanitizer, a uh, place for people to keep their hands clean uh, while they're at the event. So we've really taken all the steps to, to put on not only a fun event, but for the folks that come out and either participate or just want to spectate, they're going to have a safe and great time uh, while they're out here at the in Mesquite and at the Casablanca Resort. Yeah, and so, some of the competitions that you have, I mean, like the slow drags, I mean, that, what people don't understand is 
you've actually have to have your car in gear, correct? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and you try to go as slow as possible without stalling out, in essence. Yeah, and, and I think this is a, another just kind of a unique thing with, with the Mesquite Motor Mania car show is, you know, the slow drags that you mentioned, we have burnouts, we have roaring engine competition. We also have an open header cruise during it. So you, you get to see the beautiful cars in the parking lot, you know, parked in, in there. But I think this is the cool part about it. You get to see what's under the hood and, and see these things in action. And, you know, it, it's beautiful park there, but when they fire these things up and roar those engines, there's yeah. nothing better than that. Now, are, um, do you have earplugs for people if they want to purchase them? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the other fun part is we're, we're actually going to have some uh, top fuel uh, Hall of Famers up here oh. uh, this weekend. Uh, Don Hampton's going to be here. Uh, and a couple other guys that, that are just true um, Hall of Famers in that top fuel. And they're going to bring a couple of those top fuel drags. Oh, my God. Too. So you talk about earplugs. When those guys fire up those top fuel, you definitely need to be earplugs when those go. Uh, well, those guys, they're so, so special to the car community, and we're, we're excited to have them up here as well. Well, I went I went to uh, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway one time for the drags, and I was actually, I don't know how this happened. I was basically down on the starting line. I had earplugs, headphones, and I my ears were still hurting. That's how yeah. loud these things were. And and the funny part was the press parking lot was there was some stands and behind the stands was the press parking lot. The vibration that the cars were giving off when they would take off were setting off the car alarms in the parking lot. Yeah. Because of the <laughs> vibrations in in my in, like I said I stood near the starting line my body was just vibrating. It was it was amazing how powerful these cars are. Um, so yeah, if you've got some of those top fuel guys there, and they're going to fire up these puppies, man, it's a it's a unique experience. Let me tell you, it's a unique experience. It it, it is very much so. And and you know the neat thing is is the Hall of Famers that are up here. You know they stand by their their top fuel cars. So anyone come up and and ask them questions, you're really getting some great access to you know, pioneers of, of the car industry and, and really, you know, what we see in top fuel and, and, and cars in general really came from these guys back in the day and we're excited to have them up here. Yeah. I, I, and like I said, it's, it's a great family event. So you can bring kids to the event. Um, and again, I, I'm going to tell you what, it's probably going to be packed. I mean, you're probably going to have people everywhere because people are just looking to go do something, um, you know, and since you're outside and you've got different, You've got them spread out all over town. That's even better for uh, you know safety protocols and things of that nature. Absolutely, and I and I think that's the best thing is you know it's a great family event. Grab, grab the kids, come on out, enjoy, and it really the best thing is it's free to the public to attend. So come on out, vote for your favorite car. You know, like you said, Coach, it's a, it's a great outdoor activity. Um, you can wander around, just see some great cars, and it and it just creates good memories with, with the family when they come out. And there's no better place to be, you know, May 21st to the 23rd, the Casablanca Resort for the 13th Annual Mesquite Motor Mania Car Show. Well, we've been talking with Christian Anderson of Mesquite Gaming and Motor Mania this coming coming month in May 21st through the 23rd. So if you get a chance, get up there. It's going to be an outstanding event. So, Christian, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate having me on.